ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋ ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ನಮ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಳಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಸವಿಳಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕಕರ್ಮಣೆ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕಕರ್ಮಣೆ In conclusion, the teacher said here that Omkara, which is also known as Pranava, in the Vedas we find the meditation of Brahman with Pranava as aid, as Alambaram. And generally speaking, Omkara is used as an aid, Alambaram, for meditation upon Nirguna Brahma, Brahman without attributes. But in some places we also find meditation of Saguna Brahma with the aid of Omkara. So we find that Omkara can also serve as the aid for meditation upon Brahma with attributes. And in support of that was quoted here this passage from Prashnopanishad where it was said that this Omkara indeed is Param Brahma as well as Aparam Brahma. And also was quoted a passage from Kathopanishad where it said that this brahma this omkara becomes alambaram both for saguna and nirguna brahma <coughs> and therefore ihava maranevasya brahma loke athava bhavet brahma sakshat krit samyak upasinasya nirgunam so said in the verse 150 that nirgunam samyak upasinasya for the one who is well meditating upon nirgunam brahma brahma sakshat krit bhavet the knowledge of Brahman will definitely take place for the one who is meditating upon Nirgunam Brahma. Ihava mananevasya brahma loke athava. Either the sakshatkara or the realization of knowledge will take place here. If that meditation becomes uh, ripen here itself, or at the time of death, or in the next birth, or in brahma loka, depending upon the intensity of the meditation. But definitely, meditation upon nirguna brahma will give rise to the knowledge of sag brahma and thus become the means for moksha or liberation and says you now continuing the discussion brahm vichara vicharat tattva jnana sampadana asamarsasya nirguna brahma dhyane adhikarahiti ayamartah atma gitayam samyak abhitahityah vicharat tattvajnana sampadana asamarsasya one who is incapable of gaining the knowledge of brahman by vichara by shravana etc suppose one does not have that kind of preparation the kind of mind which is required to gain the immediate knowledge by listening to scriptures shravana mananam etc even for that person also nirguna brahma dhyane brahma dhyane adhikara hai 
even that person also who is not able to gain the immediate knowledge by listening to the scriptures, even that person also is qualified for meditation upon Nirguna Brahman. Iti Atma Gitayam Samyak Abhita. There is a text called Atma Gita. Perhaps it refers to Atma Purana. There is a Purana means a mythological text. But there is a very interesting text called Atma Purana. A great teacher whose name was Shankarananda, Namashri Shankarananda, you know, the one that we are invoking, who was the teacher of Swami Vidyaranya, the author of this book, that Swami Shankarananda ji has written a Purana, a, a big text called Atma Purana. So Purana is mythological, you know, the uh, literature, wherein the same truth is presented in the form of different stories in, in symbolical manner, symbolic manner. So Atma Purana does it very interestingly, that one by one the different Upanishads are taken and presented in the form of stories. So the theme of all the Upanishads is presented in the form of these stories, like the running, the, the, the running discourse from the teacher to a student. Very nicely it is done. And for your information, our Martha is uh, translating a small portion of that Atma Purana for her thesis. <coughs> and that Atma Gita or Atma Purana is referred to here. That there also it is said that, so this author is quoting all this in support of his position. This is a very unique position here that even meditation upon Brahman can also give rise to knowledge of Brahman. Not only Vichara, but even meditation also. And therefore, one who is not fit for vichara, or meaning one doesn't gain knowledge in spite of vichara, should perform this meditation upon Nirguna Brahma. And this is what is said in the Atma Gita, that is said in the verse 151. <laughs> Apispashtamudiritaha, Apispashtamudiritaha, Vicharakshama Atmanam, Vicharakshama Atmanam, Upasi teti santatam, Upasi teti santatam. Arthoyam Atmagitayam Apispashtamudiritaha, I am Arthaha. This very same thing is also very clearly stated in the text called Atma Gita or Atma Puran, Vicharakshamatmanam Upasiteti Santam. Vicharakshama, one who is not capable of vichara, Atmanam Santatam Upasiteti. He should constantly meditate upon the self. So may one constantly meditate upon the self as Brahman. <coughs> So this was discussed and what we plan to do is we'll review the whole chapter also briefly. But this one has heard from the scriptures that Atma is Satchidananda, that I am Satchidanandoham, that Atma alone is Brahma. This listening from the teacher gives us what we call Parokshagnanam or an indirect knowledge, but that has not yet become a direct or immediate knowledge for me. Then what do I do? Keep meditating upon that. Meaning, keep on repeating that thought in the mind. And even though you don't see the meaning of this statement, soham, soham, in Rishikesh, and in many other places, the Mahatma, the Sadhus, they constantly repeat this from morning till night. Soham, hamsaha, 
सोहम हमस है इज ब्रीद इन सोहम ब्रीद आउट हमस है इज रिवर्स ऑफ सोहम हमस ऑल्सो मीन द सेम और सोहम सोहम सो विद एवरी ब्रेथ दिस रेपिटेशन टेक्स प्लेस कॉन्स्टेंटली दिस रेपिटेशन इज गोइंग ऑन सोहम 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 ही आएम ही आएम ही आएम ब्रह्म आएम ब्रह्म आएम ब्रह्म आएम एंड इट मे जस्ट बी नथिंग बट वर्ड्स टू बिगिन विथ विथ सम जनरल अंडरस्टैंडिंग दैट ब्रह्म मीन्स लिमिटलेस एंड सो आई एम लिमिटलेस और आई एम फ्री विच एवर वन यू लाइक आई एम फ्री आई एम लिमिटलेस बट आई कॉन्स्टेंट रिपीटिंग एंड रिपीटिंग एंड रिपीटिंग स्लोली दैट थिंग स्टार्ट मेकिंग यू नो इट स्टार्ट क्रिएटिंग एन इम्पैक्ट अपॉन द पर्सन एंड दैट इज आओ वेन दैट मेडिटेशन बिकम्स राइट अल्टीमेटली कल्मिनेट्स इन टू द नॉलेज दैट आई एम ब्रह्म दैट that very word or the very statement becomes a reality in short constantly focusing one's mind upon repeating that statement and whatever little meaning that statement makes at a given time slowly and slowly the statement starts making more and more meaning and ultimately becomes a reality for the meditator this is the whole idea vicharakshamah <clears throat> and the one who is not able to vichara vichara means the study of the scriptures and that requires a lot of discipline requires discipline of logic requires discipline of grammar requires of course a competent teacher and requires also an ability to to deliberate upon the scriptural statements and a subtlety of the intellect to see the meaning of those statements so one who doesn't have these preparations what will that person do is there no way out for them says no there is a way out for them also and that they may keep on repeating soham 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 based on what they have listened from the teacher so these sadhus who live in the in rishikesh they every day go to attend some this kind of uh, swadhyay and after coming home they go to for their bhiksha once a day or whatever and then for the rest of the day they keep on doing this kind of meditations <coughs> okay atma gita vakyani eva udahati says here the next a uh, few verses are quoted from the text atma gita they are quoted here sakshat kartum shakto api sakshat kartum shakto api chintayen mam shankitah chintayen mam shankitah kalena anubhavarudah kalena anubhavarudah bhaveyam phalito dhruvam bhaveyam phalito dhruvam so this is said in the atma gita sakshat kartum ashaktopi ashaktopi one who is not capable of sakshat kartum one is not capable of immediately realizing the meaning of the statements of upanishad chintayetma as the atma is telling so atma or the this is style in that particular text so the self is telling this disciple self you know atma says that one who is not able to see me immediately or directly chintayen mam ashankitah ashankitah without any doubt mam chintayet may you constantly dwell upon me or may you constantly meditate upon me understand the difference between meditation and seeing seeing and knowing is seeing the thing as it is and meditating is not seeing the thing as it is but accepting that it is there So you accept that I am Brahma. In one case you see that I is Brahma. In another case you accept that I am Brahma, that I am free. 
I am limitless. So you accept that and you keep on repeating. <coughs> so as you even repeat, the mind, whatever that acceptance in the mind also keeps on repeating. And that is how there is a constant assertion of this idea. I am Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma. And that will counter the, the idea that I am body, I am body. I am. What is at the moment being repeated is this. I am man, I am man, I am woman, I am tall, I am short, I am happy, I am unhappy. See, this is constantly being repeated. And then you keep on repeating, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma. In course of time, this repetition which is done deliberately and with devotion, it will bear its fruit in terms of slowly and slowly that will start displacing that Brahma that I am so and so. Chintayet maam asankitaha, asankitaha. Without any doubt, may one constantly repeat this. Kalena anubhavarudaha. In course of time, this very statement which right now is just a statement that is repeated, will become a reality. Anubhavarudaha bhaveyam phalitodhruvam. And so, this one will definitely kalena anubhavarudaha. In course of time, this meditator will become anubhavarudaha, meaning he will become one endowed with the immediate knowledge. Bhaveyam phalitodhrum and therefore this meditation will definitely bear fruit in course of time. Dhyanasya samyajnanopayatve drushtantamaha How dhyana or the meditation can also become a means for knowledge for that an illustration is given in the verse 153. Yathāgādhanidher labdhau Yathāgādhanidher labdhau Nopāyah khananam vina Nopāyah khananam vina Mallābhe pitathā svātma Mallābhe pitathā svātma Chintām muktvāna chāparahe Chintām muktvāna chāparahe Yatha agadhanidehe rabdhau khananam vina namupayaha gives an illustration of a treasure that is buried deep in the earth. So for a treasure that is buried deep in the earth, there is no means other than digging khananam vina upayaha na. So for treasure that is buried deep in the earth, the only way to retrieve or get to the treasure is khananam digging. There is nothing else you can do. You have to dig to get it. So idea is that, that you are not able to directly see the treasure. See the treasure which is visible to you, perceptible to you, which is within your range of perception, you don't have to make any effort because it is there. But you know that there is treasure in the earth. So there is what we call parokshagnanam or indirect knowledge. You see, this is parokshagnanam. That under the earth, the treasure is buried. You know it, but you don't see it. So your knowledge is valid knowledge that there is treasure in the earth and you know, buried in the earth. It is valid knowledge. Even parokshadhyanam or indirect knowledge also is valid knowledge. But it is still not a parokshadhyanam. It is not immediate. So you have to convert this parokshadhyanam into a parokshadhyanam, indirect knowledge into immediate knowledge. And how to do that? Khananam, digging. So digging then is a means of converting this parokshadhyanam into a parokshadhyanam. Of course, this knowledge will bless you only when you actually get it. That there is a treasure underneath, that fact will bless you when you get it. 
But even to know it indirectly is a great thing, you know. To know that now, okay, a million dollars are buried in that, that itself gives you a great deal of, you know, it at least releases you from the idea of poverty. That you are no more, you will still remain hungry all right, you know. So you may not be able to appease your hunger until you actually get that thing. Or if you don't have a house, then you won't have it until you... But then, at least that grief that you have that I am hungry and I am thirsty and I am without a shelter, you know very well that now it is going to come. Kalena, it's just a matter of time. So, that is what Lord Krishna says. Nahi jnanena sadrusham pavitram hi vidyate tatsvayam yoga samsiddha kalena atmani vindyate. That yoga samsiddha, one endowed with this yoga, kalena in course of time, atmani vindyate. One will come to know this. Because it is your nature, you know. I mean, after all, so similarly also, there is this knowledge, I am Brahman. And that knowledge has been gained as a result of reasoning. How is the reasoning? It is purely a product of reasoning, first of all. That I have to be Brahman. How can I, what am I seeking? I am seeking happiness. What kind of happiness am I seeking? Happiness which is free from limitations. Where can that happiness be? It cannot be anywhere else because everything in the world is limited. And therefore, I has to be limitless. And thus, like the tenth man story, thing is clear. That yes, I have to be limited. Limitless, I am limitless. And I am a conscious being, I cannot be, I am not a jada or inert being. And that consciousness cannot have a form, the form is in the body and the mind, and therefore I am formless consciousness, free from limitations, any boundaries, that's what I am. So, when we listen to the scriptures, thus in the beginning this paroksha jnanam or indirect knowledge takes place, and that it's a great relief. The great relief is that the freedom and uh, the fulfillment that I am seeking is not something to be acquired. It is already my nature. That itself sets all kinds of problems to rest. There is no struggle now necessary. In fact, this paroksha jnana or indirect knowledge becomes a great becomes a means for a paroksha jnana. That itself creates vairagya. We understand the jagat is mithya. What is mithya is the whole idea of seeking happiness is mithya is born out of ignorance. And the whole creation is, is there, the whole universe is created for me to seek happiness. But if seeking happiness is mithya, then the means, which is universe, also is mithya. And thus when it becomes clear that I don't have to do anything, I just have to be myself and nothing else, then that gives me a tremendous relief from all the anxiety that I entertained so far. And that itself prepares the mind for the immediate knowledge. You see this paroksha jnanam, or indirect knowledge itself creates that condition of mind in which the direct knowledge will take place. So dwell upon even this paroksha jnanam. Don't worry if it is not a paroksha. And dwell upon this paroksha jnanam and see what the consequences are. That the happiness or, or fullness or freedom is not to be searched for. It's to be discovered in my very self. Then what am I dependent upon this world for? There is no need for me to depend upon anything. And therefore, one becomes free from so many anxieties. Mind becomes, you know, relaxed. There is relaxation. Mind is relaxed. No tension at all. And when does the mind is relaxed? It is a relaxed mind which sees the fact that I am free. So, even that knowledge that there is this treasure buried in the earth, that itself gives me a great relief, and I am essentially free from, freed from poverty. Even though I not become rich, I am freed from poverty. Or all that grief and the sorrow that the idea of poverty brought, I am free from that. 
and still the treasure will really bless me only when I acquire it by digging. So just as the treasure that is buried under the earth can be acquired only by digging and there is no other no other way, similarly also, manlabhebi. So also there is a treasure buried here, that I am Brahma. And therefore the self says, manlabhebi. Similarly also, in gaining me, the self, svatma chintam muktva nacha aparaha. Like Lord Krishna telling Arjuna, where Lord Krishna talks about the self. Sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam raja. Giving up all other pursuits, you may take refuge into me, the self. So Lord Krishna talks there as a very self. In this Purana also, it is a self who is saying, manlabe pirasasvatma chintam muktvana chaparaha. And similarly also, manlabe bi, in gaining me, svatma chintam muktva. Other than svatma chinta, meaning other than this meditation, of course the primary means is vichara. But the one who is not able to do that vichara, for that one, what is the method? Method is the meditation upon the self. So paroksha jnanam is there, and therefore paroksha jnanam is indirect knowledge. Like that, treasure being in the earth, so also the freedom is my nature. You know, that's what I say. I don't see it, but I say it. Because I understand it. So that very understanding is transformed into the very seeing by constantly repeating that thought. Purnaham, Shivoham, Soham, whatever. Svatma chintam muktva nacha aparaha upayaha. There is no other method, no method other than this meditation upon the self. Vyatirekena uktamartham anvaya mukhenaha. How, what was said earlier was, in the next, earlier verse, the illustration was Vyatireka, in terms of disagreement, unlike. Now the verse 154 gives us the same illustration in agreement, Anvaya Mukhena. How exactly, just as you dig, first it is said that for getting the treasure there is no method other than digging, and similarly for gaining the self there is no method other than meditation. So how do you proceed to gain that treasure, acquire the treasure, in that manner also, how do you proceed to gain the knowledge of the self, is what is said in the verse 154. Deho palamapakritya, deho palamapakritya, buddhikuddhalakat punaha, buddhikuddhalakat punaha, khatva mano bhuvam bhuyaha, Khatva mano bhuvam bhuyaha Grunniyan maam nidhim puman Grunniyan maam nidhim puman Dehopalam apakrutya Now see, for a treasure that is buried in the earth, somebody has done it. So whoever has buried the treasure, he must have himself dug. For the treasure is kept, then all the soil is, you know, filled in there, and the top is covered with generally a stone so that nobody would know about it. You see, otherwise if it is a public thing, that this is a treasure, it won't remain there for even a day. So usually, the outer, the upper surface is covered with stone, etc., so that nobody knows it. So what is the method of retrieving the treasure? Apalam, apakrutya. First of all, you remove the stone, which is on the top, which covers that, and then, khatva, bhuam, 
and then you must dig the earth with a pickaxe. So with an axe you dig the earth. So first remove the stone, and with a pickaxe, and with a pickaxe you can remove the stone. And with the same pickaxe you keep on digging the earth, and then retrieve the treasure. Here also a similar process is suggested. What is the pickaxe in this case? The buddhi or the intellect is the pickaxe. <coughs> and what is the stone? Deho palam apakrutya. Deha upalam. Upala means stone. So deha, this very body is a stone. So Brahma is buried deep in the self, into, inside. <laughs> That's how you look upon it. And what covers it? This body itself is like a stone. And then in the soil of mind that Brahma is buried deep. That's the idea here. Deho palam apakrutya buddhi kuddalakat punaha. Kuddalaka means a pickaxe. Buddhi kuddalaka, a pickaxe in the form of buddhi or intellect. Dehopalam apakrutya. With the help of the uh, pickaxe in the form of intellect, we will first remove the stone in the form of body. Meaning identification with the body. When you constantly identify yourself with Brahma, even just make that bhavana, the idea is that in meditation you make bhavana or you just look upon yourself as Brahman. And thus constantly seek to identify yourself with Brahman. And that is how first goes away the identification of the body. Then also remains the identification of the mind. Khatva manobhuvam bhuyaha. Then again, manobhuvam. Bhu means the earth. The earth in the form of mind, khatva, digging. Digging the earth in the form of mind, meaning even becoming then free from identification with the mind. Grunyanmam nidhimpavan says, I am the very treasure and this meditator may acquire me by first removing the stone in the form of the body, meaning identification of the body and then digging through the earth in the form of mind, meaning the identification of the mind. One may acquire me who is the very treasure buried within. <coughs> Thus, these three verses were quoted from the text called Atma Gita. Jnane asamarsasya Jnane adhikarhadiyatra vakyantaram pathati That one who is incapable of knowledge, meaning vichara, Jnane adhikarha, even that person also, one who is not quite prepared for vichara or inquiry, Definitely that person also is prepared or is fit for meditation. Idhyatra vakyantaram padhati. For that, the another statement is quoted from another text in the verse 155. Anubhute rabhave pi Anubhute rabhave pi Apyasat prapyate dhyanad, apyasat prapyate dhyanad, nitya praptam brahma, nitya aptam brahma kimpunaha, nitya aptam brahma kimpunaha. Anubhutehi abhavepi. Says even if there is no anubhava or immediate knowledge is not there, brahmasmi iteva chintitam. Says this statement. Even if you do not see the meaning of the statement, Aham Brahma, I am Brahma, don't worry. Chintyadam, 
We we'll keep on dwelling or repeating that. You always see some meaning. When you say, I am Brahma, then the meaning of the word Brahma is understood in some way. Brahma means limitless. Brahma means free. And therefore, that I am limitless, I am free. You may not exactly see all that it means, but whatever understanding there is, well, keep on repeating chintyatam. Brahmasmi teva chintyatam. May you keep on repeating I am Aham Brahma, Aham Brahmasmi, 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 or Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma. Where in the mind there is sufficient samskara. The word Brahma is for the one who has a samskara. Samskara means one who has the acquaintance with the word Brahma. Perhaps in different cultures and different religious traditions they may give you different words, you know. But here, since one is, is uh, growing in this culture and one is exposed to these scriptures and one is exposed to the teaching, therefore one is quite familiar with the word Brahma. That it is derived from the root Bruh, Bruhi, Vruddhav in the sense of Vruddhi or the growth or bigness and therefore Brahma means unqualified bigness. And therefore one can even imagine space. They very often they give you the model of space. So space is vast, without any bounds, without any form, and so also, I am vast, without any bounds, without any form, I am Brahma, I am Brahma. And this, idi chintitam, mevan, so it is not brainwashing. Is it brainwashing? It's not brainwashing because it is a fact. How do we say it is a fact? Because it is said by the scripture. It is verified by the wise. The Shruti, and it is, that makes sense also. That I am seeking limitless, and limitless cannot be elsewhere other than me. I have to be limitless. And therefore it is, the, it is in keeping with the Yukti reasoning. It is what, what Shruti, the scripture says, and that is what is also verified by any number of uh, wise people. And therefore, I have all that strength behind me. And that's what creates in me a shraddha, a trust or a faith that yes, this is true and that I can gain this knowledge. So with that, all that you require in upasana or meditation is this parokshu indirect knowledge and shraddha. So with shraddha and bhakti, brahmasmi teva chintitam, you keep on repeating brahmasmi, I am brahma, I am or soham, soham, shivoham, whichever word appeals to you. Hear what Brahma because that is the word that is used in the scriptures all throughout in Upanishads. Therefore, Aham Brahmasmi, Aham Brahmasmi. Iti eva chintitam. Dhyanadhi Brahma praptau kaimutikan nyayamaha. How do you say that by this kind of repetition or by this kind of meditation that I am Brahma, that you will attain Brahma, how do you say that? He says, why not? Second line says, Apyasat prapyade dhyanat nityaptam brahma kimpunah api dhyanat asat api prapyade upasakasya puram avidyamanam api devatvadigam dhyanat prapyade kila. This is again referring here to the common practice of meditation upon gods. 
like somebody meditating upon Ganesha, somebody meditating upon Shiva, somebody meditating upon any deity, of which the forms and descriptions are there in the scriptures, Deva Bhutva Devan Apyadi. And very often one meditates, I am Ganesha or I am Shiva. Or one wants to see, one wants to realize this, this deity and therefore one constantly meditates upon that. And when that meditation really becomes ripe, then one gains the realization or the, or the vision of the deity. And this is also an experience of any number of saints. So, or one becomes that. Also Upanishad says that and, and Veda says that if you constantly meditate, I am Shivoham, Shivoham, or I, I am a given de- deity, so you superimpose that idea of the Devata upon your own self, that is called Ahangraha Upasana, and thus you become the Devata and constantly maintain that idea, then one attains that state of becoming Devata. So before the meditation he was not a Devata, he was an ordinary human being. And as a result of performing meditation for a long time upon a given deity, he became that deity. So what he was not, he became. In idea is that meditation makes possible to bring about a complete transformation. You remember that we must have told you this Kita Brahmaranyaya. How a worm becomes a wasp. No, that's the story. How a worm becomes a wasp. Because a wasp lays an egg. It places a worm apparently in a small little mud house. For the mud, it creates a small little cavity. In that, it places a, a, a worm and closes that cavity. It's a very small opening. And the story goes that every few moments this wasp comes and stings that, that worm. So worm undergoes a tremendous pain. And therefore, every so often that pain comes and therefore, only thing that the worm keeps on thinking is wasp, wasp, it will come, it will come. So constantly the idea out of fear, the idea of wasp is maintained constantly by that worm. It is said in course of time that worm becomes a wasp because it has been constantly thinking. Anyway, whether this is true or not, this nyaya or the rule is definitely true as far as the upasana is concerned, that one becomes what one constantly thinks of and that is exactly, we are the products of what we have been constantly thinking about. So what I am not, I can become as a result of meditation. Upasakasya puram avidyamanapi devatvadikam dhyanat prapyadekila Even upasaka or meditator, which was avidyamanam devatvadikam, he was not a deva, he was not a, a particular deity, but by meditating upon that, if he became, so what was non-existent became, so a transformation took place. Sarupatvera nitya praptam sarvatmakam brahma dhyanat prapyadiri kumvaktavyamitkartaha. Then here, when we are talking about repeating aham brahma, then it's a fact. When he was meditating upon Ganesha or some other devata, he was not Ganesha and then also he became. Then what to talk of meditation upon brahma, which he already is? So brahma is already my nature and definitely that has to become revealed. So it has to become revealed. Kathopanishad also says, in, in, a, in a given sense, yame vai shavrunate tasse shrabdha tasse shatma vivrunate tenai valabhya tasse shatma vivrunate tanum swam yame vai shavrunate tenai labhya So this seeker, if he constantly, if he chooses only one goal, one deity, and if he constantly worships that, 
the very deity reveals its nature to that meditator or to that devotee. Ye yathamam prabhadyande tams tasayo bhajamyam. Lord Krishna says, in whichever manner the devotees worship me, in that manner I bless them. And therefore if one constantly with devotion repeats this, aham brahma, then aham is already brahma, it's a fact, and therefore that the fact will be revealed, there cannot be any doubt. When meditation upon a devata which I am not, when that meditation brings about the realization of that devata, then what to talk of meditation upon Brahma which is my already myself and that will bring about the realization, there is no question about it. Nityaptam Brahma Kimpunaha because Brahma is Nityaptam, is ever achieved, is ever my nature and therefore that one will see that there cannot be any question about it. And this is how, in all these verses, the idea of meditation upon Brahma has been, now, made very firm. And he says, well, even this meditation upon... Now, you might wonder, when will that happen? How long will it require for me to keep on meditating so that ultimately this will become, that I will know Brahman, when will it happen? So, I don't know, what is the guarantee? Sometimes one may wonder. The shraddha or the faith may shake up because it may take a long time. He says it is not that the result of the meditation comes only at that time. The result of the meditation keeps coming. Brahma dhyana phalasya pratyaksha siddhatvadavi dhyanam kartavya mityaha. Brahma dhyana phalasya. That meditation upon Brahma gives rise to result, immediate result also. And therefore, your faith will definitely become firm. So there is an immediate result of the meditation on Brahma also, which is another reason why this meditation should be done. And that is being said in verse 156. Phalam dhyana dine dine Pashyan apinache dhyayed Pashyan apinache dhyayed Koparo smart pashurvada Koparo smart pashurvada Anatma uddishaitilyam Phalam dhyana dine dine Dhyana by meditation What is the phalam? By meditation, what is the phalam? What is the result? Dine dine anatma buddhi shaitilyam. Day by day, as you do this meditation, day by day, what is the result that you see? Anatma buddhi shaitilyam. This, this identification of the body or anatma. So right now that identification of the body and the mind is something very firm. Slowly and slowly that identification becomes loosened. So the immediate result that you find of meditation upon Brahma as a self is that you see that your identification with the Anatma, identification with the body-mind equipment becomes slowly and slowly loosened. Anatma buddhi shaitilyam. Shaitilyam means loosening. There is a loosening of that identification, strong identification with the non-self. So you can see, thus a meditator can see how one is... feels or how one sees that now identification, that strong identification of the body slowly becomes less and less. And thus 
that is immediate result of this meditation. Therefore, you need not even wait for that day when the Brahma Sakshatkara will take place. But even as you go along, as I say, not only is the destination very beautiful, but the very journey also is beautiful. That is, if you travel in the Himalayas for pilgrimage, of course the destination, Kedarnath, is a very beautiful place. But even the very road leading to that, the track leading to that also is equally beautiful. You, you, you pass through the mountains and there is a valleys and river and it's a beautiful thing, a forest. And similarly also, not only this meditation one Brahma will result into the ultimate result in terms of gaining the knowledge of Brahma, but even as you go along this path, uh, slowly and slowly that strong identification with the non-self becomes loosened day by day. <coughs> Pashyanapi. And one sees this. Chet nadhyayet chet. And still in spite of seeing this fact, if one does not meditate upon Brahman, kaha aparaha asmat pashuhuvada. Then says, tell me, who can be another person, who, other than this, who can be another pashu? Pashu means an animal or a brute. Animal means one who doesn't have any sense in that sense. So other than, is there an animal other than this fellow? who in spite of knowing that meditation upon Brahma releases one from that strong identification non-self, one who sees this fact, and still, if that fellow does not meditate, then what can you classify him as? You can only classify him as a Pashu or a or an animal or a brute. Meaning, he just doesn't have any sense at all. He doesn't know where his welfare is. And so, this is just in order to make a certain point. Sometimes I use these words, not really to condemn anybody, but to show how, how silly it would be not to meditate on Brahman when it has immediate result as well as the long-term result. Idanim upapadita marsam sankshipya darshadi And now, in the verse 157, this artha, whatever has been stated, Sankshipya in now summarizes what has been stated in, in the last few verses, is being summarized in the verse 157. Deha bhimanam vidhvasya, deha bhimanam vidhvasya, dhyana madvayam. Dhyana Dhatmana Madhvayam Pashyan Martyo Mrito Bhutva Pashyan Martyo Mrito Bhutva Shatra Brahma Samashnude Shatra Brahma Samashnude Deha Bhimanam Vidhvasya Deha Bhimanam Identification with the body Vidhvasya Destroying so destroying the identification with the body. Dhyanad Atmanam Advayam Pashyan. Dhyanad by meditation, Advayam Atmanam Pashyan. Seeing the self who is Advayam, non-dual. Martyaha Amrutho Bhutva Atra Brahma Samashnude. This Martyaha, this mortal being, becomes immortal. Atra Brahma Samashnude. Here in this life itself, he attains Brahman. Marana Shire Dehe Ahamita Bhimana Parityagat 
स्वयं अमृतो भूत्वा अत्रस्मिन शरीरे स्वस्थ निज रूपम सच्चिदानंद रूपम ब्रह्म प्राप्नोति एज इट वॉज सेड एज यू परफॉर्म दिस मेडिटेशन स्लोली स्लोली द बॉन्ड द आइडेंटिफिकेशन बॉडी दिस बिकम्स लूज देहाभिमानम विध्वस्य इन दिस मैनर स्लोली स्लोली डिस्पेनिंग डिस्पेनिंग दट आइडेंटिफिकेशन विद द बॉडी एंड ध्यान माय दिस मेडिटेशन आत्मानम अद्वयम पश्यन वन सीज द सेल्फ दैट इज नॉन डिवल मर्त्य इन सो फार दिस मेडिटेटर वॉज मर्त्य ही वॉज अ मॉर्टल बींग हाउ कम यू वॉज मॉर्टल मरण देहे अहमिति अभिमानात् on account of identification the body so when i call this body as i the body is mortal and therefore i also become mortal so so far this person was immortal not that atma the self is mortal but self as though becomes mortal on account of identification of the body that is mortal because i am only as good as what i am identified with while watching the movie for example when i get so engrossed in that then i suffer the pleasure and pain of the things that is happening in the movie and therefore there suppose somebody is shivering with cold somebody who is my favorite you know hero whatever it is he is suffering from cold let us say or shivering in cold i am a hero also shiver because there is so much identification even though i am sitting in a room which has 70 degrees temperature i am very comfortably seated in a warm place and still i am experiencing shivering or even though i am very comfortable and happy still if that fellow is suffering the pain of loss of his wife i may suffer the same pain because of identity even though my wife may be sitting right beside me you know and so this is what happens by what we call identification so on account of identification i lose myself and i become as good as what i identify with in this case when the self identifies with his body the body is mortal subject to death and therefore the self also as though becomes mortal marana shile dehe ahamit abhimanam abhimana parityaga so what happens is as one keeps on repeating this aham brahma aham brahma aham brahma as that identification of the body becomes less and less pronounced that is how one becomes free from this mortality because mortality is a notion mortality is a notion and that is being replaced by this अहम ब्रह्म स्वयं अमृत भूतवा इन कोर्स ऑफ टाइम वेन यू सीज इज फैक्ट ऑफ द सेल्फ बींग नॉन डिवल स्वयं अमृत भूतवा ही बिकम्स इम मॉडल ही वॉज इम मॉडल बट नाउ ही ओन्स ऑफ दैट फैक्ट द सेल्फ इज इम मॉडल ऑल लॉन्ग बट द इम मॉडल सेल्फ अलोन यूज टू टेक दट सेल्फ हैज मॉडल एंड नाउ डिस्कवर्स इम मॉडल विद इज नेचर अत्र ब्रह्म समस्नुदे अत्र अस्मिन्नेव शरीरे हियर राइट इन दिस बॉडी ब्रह्म समस्नुदे ब्रह्म निजम रूपम सच्चिदानंद रूपम ब्रह्म प्राप्नोति राइट हियर वन अटेंस ब्रह्म व्हिच इज वंस ओन ट्रू नेचर दिस इज द समरी ऑफ द आइडिया दैट इज स्टेटेड इन द लास्ट वर्सेस देयर इज अ कोटेशन फ्रॉम अ टेक्स्ट कॉल्ड योग वासिष्ठ इज आल्सो अ वेरी well known text among certain circles called yoga vasishta huge a huge text which is yoga in there as well as vedanta in there and it is supposed to be dialogue it's a text which is supposed to be the teaching of sage vasishta to lord rama so rama went for upadesha 
for instruction to the sage, to sage Vasishtha. And the teaching of sage Vasishtha, the Rama is called. And there are so many stories in there. It's a very long text. And it is something that is quite popular among certain class of sadhus. And very often this text also draws ideas from that text. So, Jnana Yoga Mukti Sadhaka Vedi Yoga Vasishtha Pratipadidam. In this text called Yoga Vasishtha, it has been stated that both Jnana and Yoga, knowledge as well as meditation, both are the means for moksha, is what is stated in that text. And it is, it is quoted here. Dvokramau Chittanasasya Yoga Jnanam Charaghava Yogastad Vrutyarodasyat Jnanam Samyagavekshanam. Says, He Raghava, He Rama, Chittanasasya Dvokramau. There are two methods of chittanasa or destroying this mind. Yoga jnanam charaghava. One is yoga meaning meditation. Another is the jnana. Yoga tatvadhirodhasya. So how do you eliminate the mind by yoga? By actually suppressing the thoughts. Tatvadhirodhasya, tatvadhirodhasya. By stopping all the thoughts. Jnanam samyagavekshanam. On the other hand, knowledge is seeing the fact. But anyway, both are, both are able to achieve the same result. Asadhya kaschit yogasyat. Asadhya kaschit yoga. There is someone who is not able to do this yoga because it requires its own kind of discipline. Kaschit tattva There will be someone else who is not disposed to study and contemplate. Somebody is disposed to meditate. There is a certain personality. This other personality which is rational and therefore it can, it only wants to know and see things, understand things. So these two kinds of personalities being there, these two methods are there for them. Prakaro dvotato devaha jagada paramashivaha. And therefore, the first teacher Lord Shiva gave instruction in both this, that he also gave instruction with reference to yoga, and he also gave instruction with reference to knowledge. Both these paramparas or traditions have been have been um, initiated by Lord Shiva because both of these can be the means for moksha depending upon the kind of person. And thus, this chapter here is concluded with this thesis that even the meditation upon Brahma leads to the knowledge of Brahma and that is how it becomes a means for moksha. <coughs> okay, the last verse remains which I suggest that we will do in the next session. Last verse is a summary. And what I propose to do is, in the next class, we'll review the whole chapter briefly, so that all the ideas can be again uh, summarized in our own mind. So we'll do that in the next class. Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashyakutau Vande Bhagavantau Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti Shanti
ಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ